welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid. Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO and other platforms. That's payfully.co. This week in the world of Airbnb, welcome everybody. I am here with Marco Smorek, who is the CEO of Housefly. Marco, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you. We have a lot to talk about. I thought we'd start with a really fun topic. There's a company that I've never heard of before. It's called Click & Boat. Have you heard of this company? No, but I have heard of several other companies like this one, but I haven't heard of this specific one. Early days in Hostfully, this was probably like two years ago, we saw a company pitch that also had a similar model, which is really cool boat rentals, which I think yeah. is brilliant because if you have ever owned a boat, it's expensive. You never use it as much as you'd like. And I'm sure people would love to get more income out of their, their boats. Yeah. Last week we <laughs> talked about RVs and the, the platform for RVs. And this week we'll talk about this, uh, this boat platform. I've never heard of it, but again, uh, like we mentioned last time, you know, I think it's a great idea to have a platform for those boats because you know, I had a look at the site and I looked at the, the prices you know, to rent boats and they're, they're pretty affordable. You know, you can, I'm looking at a boat here, pretty nice sailing boat for $75 a day. And this is actually one in San Francisco. This company is actually a French company and I think they're bigger in Europe than in the U.S., but yeah, like you said, I mean, if you buy a boat, you just know that it's going to cost a lot of money and you're not going to use it as much as you're planning to. So, you know, it's just easier to rent. But then, you know, renting a boat can be a bit of a hassle, especially, I mean, in tourist destinations, you can rent boats, but they usually charge ridiculous prices. And um, that also makes sense because for that business model, you're not going to rent out your boat you know, 300 days a year or something, right? It's, it's probably like mm-hmm. something during the peak season or something, you know? So boats always cost a lot of money. And on the site, it looks pretty affordable. Really? That's cool. I'm actually clicking into it right now. It's click and boat, like click and then ampersand B-O-A-T. I also thought it was really important that you can actually rent a captain. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, that seems all just otherwise you're just adding a lot of craziness to your experience. I mean, I don't understand how you could not rent a captain. So yeah, absolutely. That's, well, that's I guess, something for them to figure out. I guess it, it depends a bit on what kind of boat you, you rent because they have all sorts of rentals. Rentals range from $55 mm. a day for a small sailing boat to as much as 250000 a week, including your own captain for up to 12 people aboard a 52-meter super yacht in Cannes on the French Riviera. Ooh, so, that I mean, sounds that, nice. That sounds very nice. 250 a week. <laughs> I don't know about you, but... You know, as of yet, I won't be able to afford that, but, you know, I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think for this company, though, it will be hard to, because there's such a huge range, like I'm looking at the San Francisco, there's two San Francisco options, one in Sausalito, one in Emeryville. 
One is, well, the prices are in Euro because it's in, um, it's a European based company, 75 Euro per day for a little boat out of Sausalito or 435 Euro per day for a bigger boat. Looks like it's maybe 40 feet with a captain. But what I was going to say is that it seems like it's going to be tricky to like, is this for luxury rentals or is this for just me and my kids? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It seems like it's going to be hard for them to figure out how to get customers because that's a huge range, $250,000 to 75 euros. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> I mean, they, they do Sorry, have um, 150,000 members, 22,000 boats mm-hmm. in 30 different countries around the world with or cool. your, without your own captain. Most boats are used uh, only 10 days per year and cost a lot of money. Apparently, people only use a boat 10 days per year on average. So that's really a big expense for just those those 10 days. There's a couple other competitors in the market. I mentioned this is a European company. So yeah, that's why I looked up San Francisco just to see if there was anything available in the US. But there's another one that was founded in San Francisco that has 90,000 boats. So that's a bit bigger. Get my boat, it's called. And then there's also Boat Setter. So there's there's a bunch of these Mm. boat sharing platforms around. Yeah. And that's not even the one that I saw. I saw another one. I can't remember the name of it right now. You could maybe even rent these boats instead of a hotel or instead of an Airbnb, right? If it has a bedroom. I was looking at Airbnbs in Miami and one of the the cheapest options was actually a small sailing boat that was docked in the harbor. Uh, it's just a small sailing yeah. boat with one bedroom. And Miami is an expensive destination. You know? I want to rent something on South Beach, and I'm looking at 200 bucks a day, pretty much at the yeah. the minimum. The minimum, yeah. There are actually these really cool houseboats in Sausalito near San Francisco that are not just a boat; they're like a house. You know, they just kind of float on a on a platform almost. So I could see that being super cool. But again, like, do you go looking for a place to stay or do you go looking for a boat? That's the question. If you go looking for a place to stay, then Airbnb has a leg up. If you go looking for a boat, then one of these boat platforms has a leg up. And I'd be surprised if you have a lot of people saying, oh, I want to go stay on a boat. I'm sure they're out there, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like more people are looking for a place to sleep. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. For sure. All right. Well, a little bit heavier topic. Airbnb is cracking down on sex trafficking. This is an article in the Travel Weekly dot com australian news site home sharing service airbnb has vowed to crack down on pop-up brothels which sexually exploit women and girls internationally the service will invest in technology that aims to expose modern slavery following concerns that traffickers are using rental properties to mask legal activity Airbnb is in the business of enabling people to rent out their rooms. And, you know, it's hard to kind of control what people do in those rooms and houses and, you know, what they're using it for and to prevent people from engaging in illegal activities. But now they're uh, with this new technology, apparently it's going to be a bit easier for them, you know, to sort of like uh, find out if there's a chance that those illegal activities will take place, etc. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, it's an interesting idea that it's going to be Basically, they're going to use their existing screening techniques, which is like, what does that mean? I mean, I hope they would be like screening people out based on just that. But then they're going to use this additional data set from Polaris. I wonder, it must be some sort of police, you know, set of data from the police plus, I don't know, but maybe patterns that they see that create brothels. My first take at this article was actually that um, I read that flight attendants are the number one source of accurate tips about sexual hooking, basically, because they see people on airplanes who are flying with minors, basically, and they are 
alerting the authorities and it happens all the time. And so all the major airlines, this is something that I had no idea about. They actually are trained to recognize signals for human trafficking. And then also they have like a plan when the flight lands of how to manage that person getting off the plane. So they actually notify the authorities in the air. And then when they show up at the destination, there's whoever needs to be there to basically meet the person and question them when they get off the plane. So it's interesting that this is sort of like the very, very dark underbelly of travel. I don't think that anyone feels like travel is like really helping these people, but everything that travel can do to stop them is a good thing. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that about the flight attendants, but yeah, hopefully this system will contribute towards bringing down these uh, these cases. Mm-hmm. In the same article also mentions that the Airbnb could be on its way to become agent-friendly, as they call it, thanks to a new partnership. They teamed up with an Australian-founded hotel distribution platform. It's called Sideminder, giving the home-sharing service access to hotel rooms as well Mm -hmm. as private accommodations. So I don't know if this means that Airbnb is going to list hotels inventory on airbnb that seems a bit against the the whole idea of doing airbnb that was was announced actually last week that they are doing that i can i can pull up the article but they are going to be listing hotel rooms on airbnb i thought you guys may have covered that that? previous week but yeah no actually that was announced i think two weeks ago so the airbnb is becoming just like expedia or any other major online travel agency they're called otas and they are going to be listing hotel rooms Interesting, yes. interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, that's big news. <laughs> I, I got to find the article now. <laughs> what do you think? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Airbnb has said that their growth needs to be like, you know, just so much that you have to imagine that they're going to go into other areas of travel. That's why they mentioned flights, you know, two years ago at the Airbnb Open in Los Angeles, because if you just look at how much revenue they want to grow by over the next few years, like they have to be growing into other areas of travel. They just can't make enough in home sharing by just growing unit by unit on home sharing and vacation rentals to sustain that. So it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm going to try to find the article so we can actually mention it here, but I'm, I'm sure that but happens. But I mentioned this, this is going to be... This is going to be a different platform, though, right? I mean, it's not going to be like you're looking for an Airbnb and then suddenly you have to weed through all these hotel rooms. Yeah, I don't know how the execution plan is going to work. I know that they definitely announced that they're going to add hotel rooms to the platform. It's a good question, okay. though. You know, I remember I, I booked a place in Croatia and split a few years ago. And I thought I, I booked someone's apartment, but when, when I arrived, it turned out it was more like a hotel. What kind of a hotel that also has a couple of studios? And I was a bit disappointed, actually. I was like, hey, you know, if I want to book a hotel, I go mm. booking.com. I felt kind of like misled. Yeah. So I think if they if they are going to do this, then, you know, I think they have to make it very clear. Okay, this is, you know, maybe you can select whether you want to have like a house, somebody's house, or you can maybe select hotels. So like it might be a different part of the website or so, mm-hmm. but at least it, it definitely has to be very clear. You know, whether people are renting a, a hotel room or, or somebody's room yeah. or somebody's yep. house. All right, let's see yes. what else. Uh, while you are searching, let me, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me go, uh, let me go to it. the next article. So San Francisco, obviously, they removed a lot of listings recently. And yes. there's an article on Fast Company that actually states the number of listings that went down. So the number of listings in San Francisco dropped from 8,740 in August, right before the new rules kicked in, to 4,191 in January. Yes. So over 50% decline and Airbnb wasn't the only platform that was hit. 
Flipkey also saw its amount of listings decrease from 401 to 78. Mm-hmm. So that's like 70, 75%. You only have 78 listings left. I mean, it's almost no point looking on Flipkey anymore if you want to stay in the San Francisco uh, home away. Their listings about half to about 500. So home away still has about 500 listings in, uh, in San Francisco. So it really had a big effect. Um, San Francisco only allows people who actually live in their home to rent out rooms short term. And they're restricted to 90 nights a year. And people who have their second home can only rent out for a month mm-hmm. or more at the time. So there they can't be doing Airbnb at all. And that's why all these listings were removed. You need to register as well, the local authorities. Anyway, so well, that's a pretty big decrease. Yeah, and I have to say, Jasper, I'm kind of proud of us because we, on a previous show, we estimated the number of units that we thought were going to be able to stay live with our Airbnb. And we were really close. I think we said 4,500. So like, good oh, job really? for us. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but I thought but anyway, I'll take the credit. I was like, wow, that was pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, I, that's kind of what my Facebook do. So, you know, it, it's also this interesting. So yeah, I, I agree. Like flip key decreased by a huge percentage, but the volume was so low. There's a saying in startups that, you know, you want to start small and then go big. And so a lot of companies start in their local market and then they figure out the problems there and then they expand, which is definitely what Airbnb did. You know, they, they started listing rooms for conferences here in San Francisco way back in the day. But there's also a double-edged sword to that because sometimes your local market which is exactly what happened here, will exhibit some different characteristics than other markets. I mean, I think actually all markets will be regulated, so it's a good lesson. But this is actually an interesting story in terms of startups where like they started local and now they're getting basically penalized for being local. And they used to talk about the number of listings on the platform and how much they were growing. And like, you know, they're going to see a lot of crackdown on the number of legal listings around the world. So I think that that you're going to hear less press about the number of listings on Airbnb and more press about revenue, about growth, about types of traveling, about, you know, acquisitions and stuff like that. It's just going to be different, the different storytelling from their, their uh, PR agency, their PR team. Sorry. Yeah, their PR team is, is typically pretty. They're pretty good, I think. Yeah. So uh, I agree. They find a way to you know to pick out like the most positive sounding statements. Yeah, exactly. Talking about San Francisco, if you are an Airbnb host in San Francisco or Los Angeles, then you can soon list BNest, which is the Airbnb for cryptocurrency users or the Airbnb on the blockchain. It's basically BNS. Their ambition is to create a similar platform as Airbnb without charging any of the commissions and using blockchain technology to sort of perform all the tasks mm-hmm. that the people at the Airbnb office basically mm-hmm. do. And they're going to run um, a beta platform. If hosts are interested, if you are in San Francisco or Los Angeles, go to btoken.com slash host interest. Mm-hmm. And there you can sign up. You'll be redirected to a Google form. You can fill out your details and then Btoken will, uh, they'll get in touch with you and see if you qualify. I think I only want to start with Superhost mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the, the, the way the system works is they, they actually have the users of the platform perform a lot of the tasks that, uh, that Airbnb does. So the, re- you know, like the reviews and the arbitrage and all the customer support, all that kind of stuff. So they really want to start out with some, uh, with the Superhosts who have experience. And who will be capable of doing that? And those users will be rewarded mm-hmm. for their efforts by uh, by receiving B tokens. And the B tokens kind of the currency of this particular platform. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to check it out, go to btoken.com/slash/host-interest. I'm I'm personally expecting quite a lot from this company. They uh, they raised five million dollars in their 
pre-ICO, which is like an ICO initial coin offering mm-hmm. where only selected investors can participate, but then they also right. raised another five million. I think actually they raised fifteen million in total. They mm-hmm. also raised five million in a public ICO. Uh, there's a lot of uh, if you look at the team, there's people from Uber, people from Facebook, people from Google. Yep. It looks like they have a pretty good team. So I personally invested in this you company, You did. I was going to ask you. Uh, just as a disclosure. Yeah, one of my co-founders tried to buy the B token, and apparently the line, there was like a waiting list of like 2,000 people. And so they couldn't even get in. <laughs> like there was a ton of interest in the ICO. Yeah. But not oh, to yeah, be were, a de- Debbie Downer very... about it, but there's a lot of interest in ICOs right now. So it's a little bit hard to say what's, what's oh, yeah. going on. And the team does look great. I oh, mean, yeah, it's all about true. execution, right? So. Yeah. 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 No, that is true. Although I have to I have to say it's not as crazy anymore as like six months ago or something when, you know, if you just have a white paper and yeah. uh, you just have some random business idea, like people are just pouring money into it. Right now, it's more like the selected, certain selected product mm-hmm. companies that really sell out quickly. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how, uh, I mean, there's, it's still a long road, obviously, you know, until they have uh, a lot of users and they, you know, we, we can see that it works and everything. But who knows? It'll be interesting to follow. So did you invest by buying a B token or did you invest in the company separately? Well, I, I got lucky because a friend of mine, he's really deep into the whole ICO and crypto world, and he was able to get in on the pre-sale. Oh, got it. Cool. He allowed me to participate. <laughs> you so, know people, Jasper. You're a person who knows people. Uh, it's good to know people, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. There was an article on Fast Company that talks about the reasons why people don't use Airbnb. Now, we, obviously, we talk a lot about the reasons why people do use Airbnb. But here's, uh, I just thought it was interesting to to sort of see the main reasons why people don't use Airbnb. So 38% prefer hotel services. 38% say it's uncomfortable staying in somebody else's home. 37% prefer hotel property amenities. And 36% say they prefer hotel room amenities. So hotel property amenities and then hotel room amenities. So I guess it could be a sign that we should work on our amenities a little mm-hmm. bit, this Airbnb house. That's right. Um, <laughs> Or You're 30, preaching to the choir here. 34, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, 34% say option never occurred to me. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I guess issues. those people have yeah. never. I feel like awareness has pretty much reached almost, well, well at least in the Western I, world. Like, I, it's, I don't know. I think you're a little bit in the bubble in the very, <laughs> like in the very center of the bubble. So if somebody's outside of the bubble, you might not yeah. even know about them. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. I guess you're right. I kind of feel like everybody knows about Airbnb. You know? Well, I hope you feel that way. That's your job. <laughs> right, I guess so. Airbnb has changed the way people rent forever. But actually, getting paid is still a pain. That's where Payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account, with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty, and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses, and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. 
Anyway, some other reasons that people don't want to stay in an Airbnb. Renting a home is too expensive. They don't need the extra space. Concern about safety. Concern about cleanliness. Not sure what to do if there is a problem during stay. Not comfortable with booking and payment process. So those are the main reasons that people go to hotels instead of Airbnb. Let's see. The last article. Airbnb versus VRBO. Everything you need to know about both accommodation sites, I think what's interesting to see is just kind of like the differences between the two. I mean, VRBO is, is more like a traditional vacation rental website, which means that there's no private rooms or shared spaces. It's just entire properties, and usually the host won't be there when you're there. So let's see what else is different. I think the fee structure is a bit different. VRBO used to only have the option that host had to pay a a fixed fee. I think it was $149, but now they've changed that. You can now choose either pay 8%, so that's a a lot more than on Airbnb. On Airbnb, hosts pay about 3%. You can pay 8% per booking, or you can pay a flat fee of $499 per year. So either let's say 500 bucks per year, or you're paying 8% per booking. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you're renting a lot on VRBO, then I guess the 500 bucks is well, but, uh, actually not that much. Yeah, and actually that's not totally accurate because VRBO is really pushing their listings to get onto the pay-by-booking model. They're going to sunset that annual listing fee. I don't know when, but they will be. Um, it's in their financial planning, if you look at their financial statements. So I just wanted to mention that if people are thinking about getting on VRBO, I think it's a great platform. People love using it. So there are other reasons to be excited about using VRBO, but the pricing is probably going to converge on the Airbnb model because Airbnb is making so much more money than VRBO. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 8% is also quite a lot, uh, 8% per booking, because they're also charging the guests uh, between 6 and 12 mm-hmm. as well. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a bit expensive. Yeah. The other difference is that VRBO has a lot more filters. Where it says here in the article where VRBO shines over Airbnb is its suite of filters. Users can search by location type, beachside, lake view, mountain view, ski rental, and more. And so, you know, that's uh, Airbnb has fewer filters. So that's stated mm-hmm. as like a kind of an advantage of uh, VRBO. Other than that, I think. No, I don't know. I think they're pretty similar. They both have a review section. And I think the way that the sites work is probably quite similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just stayed in a, um, awesome. a, a vacation rental last weekend. And it was actually, I think it was originally through a vacation rental company. And then, or no, no, I think it was maybe VRBO, but we actually rented directly from the owner. Like, this is the first time I've ever done that. It was like kind of an off-market house. It was a great house for what we needed it for. There were four families super chaotic, lots of kids, but the house was like exactly what we needed. And the biggest difference from the consumer side, from what the renter side was that even though his nightly price was higher, when you added in all the fees that the management company was charging, the price ended up being like 15% lower than all the other properties that we looked at. So yeah, so fees is really substantial part of the nightly price. If you think about it like that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to mention, for those who are interested in the B-Token platform, episode 223, I actually interviewed the head engineer and also the co-founder. So if you want to know more about this platform, then go check out episode 223. Cool. All righty. We're running out of time. Yeah. I need Lots to of le- news this I need week. to let you go, Margot. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, we are delighted to be part of the show. Thanks for having me on. It's fun to chat every few weeks. 
Awesome. And for the listeners, thanks for listening. And of course, Monday, another episode. So make sure you check it out. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.